0: Did you know that kinky wellness is integral to your self-development? Hi, welcome to The Partition, home of kinky wellness, the ultimate destination to explore the integral connection between kinky wellness and your personal development. I'm your host and kinky wellness coach, Dana Shurgel and I'm here to show why kinky sexual wellness deserves a rightful spot within the wellness conversation. Don't forget to join me each Monday as I bring on a special guest to dive into specific aspects of kinky wellness, So let's strip away the shame and taboo together and have an open conversation about it. Hey, and welcome back. Today, I want to talk to you about one of the most common things that comes up for me in my line of work, which is how many people unknowingly engage in forms of BDSM and kink without even realizing it or acknowledging it. I don't know if it's funny or concerning the amount of people who I run into who say things like, I'm definitely not into BDSM and kink. Those things aren't for me. Kinky wellness isn't my thing. I'm just not into it. But then as the conversation progresses and we dig a little deeper and I ask questions like, well, has anyone ever pulled your hair? Have you ever pulled someone else's hair? Have you ever tied someone up? Have you been tied up? Have you bitten somebody? Has someone bitten you? Or even have you used a blindfold? A totally different story starts to emerge, and then all of a sudden, the conversation swiftly changes into, oh, I guess I've done that, and actually, oh, well, now that you say that, I do like having my hair pulled, or "Um, I guess I do bind my partner to the bed sometimes, or my favorite, which is, hmm, I didn't see it like that way before, and of course, if you answered yes to any of those questions or statements, then yes, you too are into BDSM and Kink. However, at this point, if you're listening to this podcast, I think it's safe to assume that you are already aware of that. But it's actually quite fascinating how many people convince themselves that they're not into BDSM and kink activities and dismissing them as purely, quote, vanilla activities. Now, when you look up the definitions for vanilla sex, it typically circles around sex that's just plain missionary. But... You can mix imagination with missionary sex and it can become a whole other ball game. And missionary sex can just be as intimate, pleasurable, and fulfilling as any other sex, so there's nothing wrong with it. And for these activities that quickly get dismissed as vanilla activities, I really want us to rethink the term vanilla. Is there really such thing as purely vanilla sex? If you're not thinking about anything during sex and just disassociating or blanking out, That's another topic for another day that definitely needs urgent attention. But in my opinion, I believe vanilla sex is just one of those terms that has created this false narrative of us versus them. Because even these so-called vanilla acts still involve the softest forms of BDSM and kink. Remember, BDSM and kink are a spectrum. So if you're giving your partner little love bites here and there, then yes, you're dipping your toes into BDSM and kink. But I get it. Some people might be in denial about their interest in BDSM and kink because they don't want to be associated with the community, which I guess is fair because let's face it, the ongoing narrative right now is that if you're into BDSM and kink, then something must be wrong with you, right? But in all seriousness, the BDSM and kink community has and will continue to fight against these unfair stigmas that have been dished out to us. And alas, we're still here pushing back. And yes, there are cases that you just don't know, right? Like we don't know what we don't know. So you could be engaging in BDSM and kink activities and just not knowing it. But I can definitely understand how someone doesn't really want to get wrapped up with all those negative stigmas. So what ends up happening is a lot of people will play in secret. And in today's day and age, sometimes you have to play in secret because the systems in place have made it very easy to weaponize our sex life against us. For example, your sex life could be used against you in a divorce settlement or maybe your job. But at the end of the day, it's not about the labels that people will try to put you down with. It's about acknowledging the spectrum of BDSM and kink and that, yes, there are soft and hard forms of BDSM and kink. So... This narrative that we all have to have the same taste in sex is just ridiculous because, you know, BDSM and kink proves how far and wide that range of sexual and non-sexual activities can go. And yes, on one side, we have the harder, maybe even a little scary when you're looking at it from the outside in and you're not really aware of what's going on. But on the other, you have the play types like sensory play and you can go very soft like this using feathers or ice cubes. And also on the softer side, you can still use things like accessories, toys and tools, like blindfolds, vibrators, paddles, costumes, or handcuffs. And then there's everything in between. It's pretty extensive. And personally, I am someone who would fall on the more vanilla side of kink. And seriously, if we did a side-by-side comparison with some of the people that I've worked with, those people could very easily call me vanilla. And that's okay, because vanilla can still be kinky. Because not all of us want to go to that far side. So just because you don't want to take it to the extreme or whatever extreme is to you doesn't mean that you're not into BDSM and kink. The beauty of BDSM and kink is that they're all about creativity, imagination, playfulness, and exploration. So even if your spice level is just one pepper on the spicy scale of life, you're still using creativity. And trust that BDSM and kink wants you to think outside the box. It wants you to play, and it also wants you to be yourself while simultaneously uncovering hidden dynamics you didn't even know you had. So why not embrace it? Again, vanilla can still be kinky. Vanilla can still allow you to challenge traditional norms. Vanilla can still help you redefine what pleasure means to you. And vanilla can help you reshape your understanding of intimacy. Because as you explore yourself, Regardless if it's in its hard or soft form, you'll soon discover a deeper understanding of your own sexuality. Because as you explore, you get to see what different desires, preferences, and boundaries that you have. And as you continue to explore, you're going to notice really, really fast that your dislikes, likes, desires, preferences, boundaries, all of it, they're all going to change. And then they're going to change again. And when you think about it, do you really want a sex life that never changes? Soft doesn't mean that it needs to stay the same. Vanilla doesn't mean that it's repetition. Now I get that humans like consistency and our brains do love patterns. I'm not saying that we don't like those things. Stability is definitely a key component for making ourselves feel safe. But can you imagine having the same type of sex over and over and over and over and over again until you die? Where's the fun and excitement in that? Vanilla activities still require creativity. They still require effort. And they still require you to be present, regardless if you're an individual or in a committed relationship. Our sexual energy creates novelty and imagination. We want that spiciness. We want that fire. We want that passion. Even if it's in the softest forms, we still want that uniqueness. And my advice to you is to lean into this fact instead of going against it, especially when it comes to partners. Listen, you can try You can try, you can try to have the same sex over and over again for 20, 30, 40 years, but it's not going to work and people are going to get hurt. And this might be a little controversial and I'm not saying this is for every case, but if you aren't trying to keep your sex life creative, fun, different, or changing it up from time to time, you will increase the chances of your partner or one of your partners going astray and getting that novelty somewhere else. And this isn't to say that your partner doesn't love you, But the fact is, human beings have a natural inclination towards novelty and variety. The fresh and the new. So again, lean into it. Because our sexual energy wants us to get swept away in fantasy, the fun, the creativity, and the imagination. And nowhere does it say that it needs to be dramatic, intense, or beyond what you're comfortable with. And really, don't we all love trying new things? Now, I think I've said this before in like my earlier podcast, but we all love to try new things. We will try new clothes, new foods, new television shows, new music. We will go to new cities. We'll basically try like a lot of things for new. But when we take that approach and move it into our sex life and try to tell ourselves that it's okay to try new things, then we tend to not give it the same type of lenience. And often we fall into this trap where we are the ones holding ourselves back. And it could be for the reasons that I mentioned, right? Like not being associated with the community for fear of shame, ostracization, rejection, or maybe it was how we were raised. There's so many types of structures out there that don't want you to be creative in your sex, let alone have sex in the first place. But, you know, if you think about it, don't you think that's odd? Don't you think it's odd that regardless of all the studies out there that show how amazing it is to have a creative sex life and healthy sexual energy, that there's this narrative still being pushed that we shouldn't be kinky because i do and quite frankly taking control of your sex life really is an act of rebellion and it's crazy that it's even an act of rebellion in the first place we shouldn't have to rebel on how we use our bodies right that should just come inherently to us but that's you know that's another story for another day <laughs> but in the end the fact that taking ownership of our sex life is an act of rebellion just reaffirms how much we need to talk about sex with each other. Because if we left it up to the systems in place, our sexual energy would never be awakened. And we would never be able to utilize the power of our kinky sexual wellness, regardless of its hard or soft forms. Again, I feel like the term vanilla sex is to kind of put people down. You know, I've heard jokes about it. You know, I've heard people be like, oh, that person's just so vanilla or maybe the reality is they're just not into whatever you're into. Okay. Which is perfectly okay. We don't need to shame the soft side of BDSM and kink at all, which is what I kind of feel when it comes to vanilla sex. Like I, maybe this is just my opinion. You know, you can let me know if you agree or disagree, but we just are like, oh, they're vanilla and we brush it off. Like, oh, they're not creative, but I reject that notion. You can be on the softer side and be just as creative. Like There's no rule that says, oh, you can only be creative on the harder side of the BDSM 7 kink spectrum. So even if the things we want to try may not be as spicy or intense as other things or what other people deem as intense, who cares? Go ahead and try it anyways. Remember, trying new things leads us to a heightened sense of pleasure, which makes life more enjoyable. And isn't that the goal of life, to have a happy and pleasurable one? Also, I want to make a note here that the benefits of trying new things with a partner is that we tend to become more connected to the person we're trying the new thing with. You know, regardless of what it is, this certainly applies to our sex life too. So let's open up the conversation for trying new things. You know, and it's better to start on the softer side. Who is telling you that you need to jump into BDSM and kink and go right for the extremes? I certainly wouldn't. I would tell you to start on the softer side and work your way up. But don't make yourself feel bad for what you want to do. And when it comes to conversations for trying new things, whether that's to our partner or to our friends, you know, you don't have to get into the whole nitty gritty, every single details aspects of it. But you can say things like, hey, I use this toy or I tried this position and you can give your honest feedback on it. And maybe they reply back with something that they've done that was fun, that piques your interest which in the end will give you a positive feedback loop of things that you can try. And if you try it and you don't like it, then move on. No one's saying you have to force yourself to keep doing things you don't like. Just be open to being open. Also, when it comes to communication, you know, we often emphasize on communication, right? We always say communicate, communicate, communicate. But then we tend to fall short on it because we don't practice it enough. Point blank, you need to communicate with your partner until you're sick of communicating. Then you need to communicate some more because communication takes practice and having one conversation about something typically isn't enough for things to sink in. So the reality is you're going to have to have a few conversations about it, You know, whether this is about sex or just something that your partner does or things you want to do, whatever it is, don't fall into this trap that, oh, I had this conversation about it already and things need to change right now. You know, it takes time for things to sink in. It takes time for change to happen. Habits, you know, sometimes our habits are really, really hard to break, right? Humans are just like that. And, you know, don't be too hard on yourself. Change takes time. But as for today's topic, as far as I'm concerned, I believe that pretty much everyone is already partaking in BDSM and kink. But because such a large number of people have brushed it off as just vanilla activities, they don't actually believe that they're playing with BDSM and kink, which means they are missing the key basics that make certain practices safer, which of course is super dangerous because when we don't know the risks and we don't know really like what we're getting ourselves into, we can't make educated informed decisions regarding the play that we're doing. And I'm willing to bet that if you ask the same questions to your friends that I asked earlier, like, do you like your hair being pulled? Do you like giving love bites? Do you like using blindfolds? Then they will probably say yes, that they have tried it or at least thought about it. And then boom, you get the honorable notion of telling them that they're into BDSM and kink and that they should learn their basics, which is cool, right? Because don't we all love spreading awareness of BDSM and kink? But my key takeaway that I want you to get from this episode is don't let people make you believe that just because you like the lighter, more softer, more vanilla-y side of things doesn't make you any less of a kinkster. Regardless if you sit at the soft side or the hard side, BDSM and kink has a space for everyone who is partaking ethically and consentingly. But this is as much as I have for today on why I believe that everyone is already into BDSM and kink on some level, which is nothing to be ashamed about. On Monday, we are gonna be joined again by the lovely and beautiful Dr. Lynn Anderson to talk about sexual energy, Dr. Lynn is an absolute phenomenal woman, and I absolutely love having her on the show, so be sure to tune into that. And again, if you are in the Southern Ontario area or GTA area and want to meet me in person, come out and see me this Sunday, January 14th at the Toronto Stag Shop, located at 741 Queen Street West, as Ray and I will be putting on our kinky wellness event called Beyond the Bedroom, a kinky wellness seminar and workshop. Ray will be giving her workshop on pleasure anatomy and she will also be showcasing some of the toys that sex shop has so that people can become aware on how to use them and all that jazz. And I, of course, will be speaking on kinky wellness and the power of it. Seating is limited. So you do need to register in advance, which I will put all the links in the description, but you can find it on Eventbrite. But yes, I really hope you can come check it out if you can. And if you can't make it to January 14th, that's totally okay. Okay. Because Ray and I will be there again for January 28th, same time, which is 1pm to 5pm. That's for both days. But yes, it's okay to be vanilla. Vanilla is still kinky. And don't let anybody else tell you otherwise. But yes, that is it for me. As always, you guys know what to do. Stay kinky.